0: We're 30 minutes away from the tip-off of this Lions game, so let's get set with the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers pregame show. Brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Home sweet home for the first time in about a month. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon. On ultimatesportstalk.com, as we have got college basketball action for you today. In fact, it's doubleheader action on Ultimate Sports Talk as we bring you the Earlham Quakers and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. Game number one will have the women taking on each other, and game number two, starting about 3 o'clock this afternoon, will have the men coming in. Earlham comes into this afternoon's ball game with a record of 1 and 4 on the year. This will be their first. Heartland Conference game of the season. Last year they finished up at 8 and 17, 6 and 12 in conference play. Meanwhile, the Mount St. Joseph Lions are winless on the season in five attempts. They are 0 and 1 in conference play after losing to Bluffton on Wednesday night. They were 14 and 12 one year ago under head coach Dan Benjamin and 9 and 9 in the Heartland Conference, but were ousted quickly in the quarterfinal tournament of the Heartland Conference by Defiance here at the Harrington Center. Rough start for Dan Benjamin and the Lions. They have lost their first five ball games by an average of 15.5 points per game. The closest by far has been the opener this year. That was on November 16th when they lost by three here at home to Muskingum. Coming into today, the Lions have actually lost six in a row if you count last year's Quarterfinal loss to Defiance, 84-47 last year. The last win by the Lions was last year in the final regular season game against Erlam, and it was here, and that was a 59-57 win. If you remember that ball game, because it was here on Ultimate Sports Talk Wednesday night, uh, in that ball game against Erlam, uh, Maddie Haberthi hit a shot at the buzzer to win the ball game for the Lions. Last Wednesday night, the Lions were defeated by Bluffton here at the Harrington Center, 49-39. to Freshman Chloe Jansen would lead the Lions in scoring for the night. She had 14 points on the evening, as well as eight rebounds, one assist, and four steals. We'll talk with Dan Benjamin a little bit later on in the pregame show. That was actually her first time playing the point guard position for the Mount this season, and she's going to stick right there. Aaliyah Huff and Cameron McCool would both get eight points each. Huff went on to have 11 rebounds as well as two steals and one block shot in the ball game. While McCool had four rebounds, one assist, two steals, and one block. This is actually our first chance to see the women play live. We've watched them on video during some of the men's games. And as expected, Maddie Haberthy is leading the Lions in scoring with 16 a game, but nobody else on the team is in double figures. They are shooting just 24% from the field, almost 22% from the three-point stripe on the year. They are averaging 37 rebounds per ball game, but they're still being out-rebounded by eight a contest, and that's something that they've got to clean up on the year. As far as Earlham is concerned, this is their first Heartland game. They're Started out losing their first three games of the year to St. Mary's, DePauw, and Alma, then they beat Ben Jones easily. Their last outing was Monday night at Wilmington in the Battle of the Quakers. Wilmington shot almost 52% in the ball game and connected on six three-pointers and downed Earlham 82 to 68. Earlham's lone win of the season came in Game Four, as we told you against Ben Jones, and that was a 94 to 68 win. Cameron White leads the Quakers at 11 points per ball game, while the returning Frontcourt mate Zoe Curtis is at seven. Freshman Trinity McClendon lights it up at eight points apiece, while junior Kayla Boeing is at nine. And as a team, Earlham is racking up 61 and a half points per ball game and shooting 36 percent from the field. But they give up 70, so they almost trade bucket for bucket. And despite their height, they're being out-rebounded on the season. As we told you last year, the Lions won the last meeting. 59-57 here at the Harrington Center. They also won on December 15th at Earlham over the Quakers, 57 to 53. Overall, each team has won nine games in this 18-game series between the two during the Heartland Conference era. Shauna Watson in her third year as head coach at Earlham. She has a record of 16 and 40. Last year, she led them to the overall mark of 8 and 17, which was their best record since the 2014 15 season. And Dan Benjamin, in his sixth year as head coach of the Lions, 41 wins, 92 career defeats. He led the Lions to their best record in over 10 years. Last season at 14 and 12, and they've made the postseason tournament the last two years under Benjamin at Head Coach. I'm Dave Mitchell, Doubleheader Saturday here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. We'll be back with more of our pregame show after this.
1: At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize Ink Analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive Ink Analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee.
0: Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoA laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Dave Mitchell back here at the Harrington Center where we're minutes before this afternoon's ballgame between the Mount and Earlham this afternoon. A lot of action going on around women's basketball today in the Heartland Conference. And as we take a peek at what is going to be happening this afternoon. Let's take a look at what happened on Wednesday night around the conference as the conference schedule got underway on December the 4th. In the Heartland Conference on Wednesday night we've already told you that the Mount fell in their ball game by a final of 49 to 39. The conference season actually got underway for the women on Tuesday night where defiance edged out Anderson, the Lions next opponent next Saturday afternoon, 56. To 54. On Wednesday night, Ohio Wesleyan in a non-conference game defeated Defiance in that contest 69 to 56. It was Hanover beating Franklin by 12, 70 to 58, and Rose Holman over St. Mary Woods 66 to 61. So today, Transylvania is playing Anderson. Defiance will be at Rose Holman. Bluffton goes to Franklin. That's a two o'clock start. And at five o'clock this afternoon, Manchester Will be at Hanover. So if you want to look at what the standings look like in women's basketball in the Heartland Conference right now, let's take a look at those. Bluffton, Hanover, Defiance, all at 1 and 0 are at the top of the conference standings board. Transylvania has not played a conference game yet, neither has Manchester or Earlham or Rose Hallman. Franklin is at 0 and 1, Anderson and Mount St. Joseph come in at 0 and 1. Also, we'll be back to talk to head coach Dan Benjamin when we return right after this. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisibly, tattoo removers. Earlham comes into this afternoon's ballgame with a record of 1-4. This is their first Heartland Conference game. They were... Two and five in non conference games a year ago, eight and seventeen overall, six and twelve in the conference under head coach Shauna Watson. They are one and three at home so far this year and oh and one on the road. And their last game was Monday night against Wilmington, where they fell eighty-two to sixty-eight. They come in averaging sixty-one and a half points per ball game, but they're giving up seventy point two points per game. Dan Benjamin in his sixth year has led the Lions to an 0 and five mark so far this year, but he is loaded with young women here on this team five freshmen three sophomores and four juniors they were eight and excuse me they were 14 and 12 a year ago nine and nine in conference play and shooting has been their bugaboo so far they are shooting just 24 percent from the field and we talked with dan benjamin before the ball game earlier today dan first of all good to see you long time no see since, since football season but you know first of all all right the shooting problems that your team has got. What has that been the problem? What is there a main thing that you could try to fix going forward?
2: I just answered that, didn't I? <laughs> I don't know if there really is. You know, it's like hitting a baseball or a softball. You know how that is, or something of that nature. You got to just keep them focused mentally. I, you know, we said it last week. It's between the ears. Mm-hmm. You know, when your shots don't go, you start pressing. You start tweaking something a little bit different here and there. And I've harped on it all last week and said, hey, shooters shoot. They forget the last shot they took. And that's the way you gotta be. And, uh, hopefully we'll get there. We just, you know, we've lost four people from our offense last year, which makes a big difference as far as chemistry goes. But, uh, we just gotta keep shooting, you know. Maddie's busted out a few times and, uh, she set out the Wittenberg game and then played last this past Wednesday, but didn't have a great game because she was guarded pretty well. Um, but you know that's when somebody else has to step up, and uh, we're excited to see Chloe step up because she's a true freshman who's got a lot of promise for us in this program. What attributes does Jansen bring forward for you? Great basketball IQ, high motor kid, hard worker, really wants to be on the floor. Uh, you know, as I said, she's going through some small stuff, and uh, hopefully she can get through the season and get everything taken care of and be ready to go her sophomore year. But uh, just comes from a great program over at Highlands and uh, just knows the game really well. She's uh, picked up the offense pretty well in the first two or three games, and she's getting better. Um, As a true freshman, I think she was a little bit timid uh, taking the point in the last game. I put her at the point and told her that it's your turn to take over. And uh, so she'll continue to do that and get better, you know. But uh, she definitely is going to be a leader on this team. Defensively, though, it looks like you've been playing some pretty good defense. Yeah, we have. uh, They bought in. Uh, when Abby came on board as the assistant, we talked about what defense we wanted to run, and I said the pack line because I liked it, just never took the time to teach it. Uh, obviously, when you're by yourself a lot, it's hard to teach everything, but uh, she's done a great job in spearheading the defense. and uh, The girls have bought in. We're still not there yet either on that. Uh, we had our best rebounding game Wednesday night, ironically, against Bluffton. We out-rebounded them 40-37. and I don't think we've ever out-rebounded anybody in my five years. And, you know, you would think you'd win the game, but we didn't. But uh, it goes back to us knocking down shots. And, you know, right now we're feeding off our defense. I would love to say that I had enough manpower, so to speak, that we could run the floor better. And that's been our biggest Achilles heel for my six years here is that we do not get enough kids in here in the shape we want them in to run the floor. If we just run the floor, you never have to run an offense. That's why I keep telling them, if you get in shape, we don't have to run an offense. It's a lot easier, so. Well, good luck today. Thanks, appreciate it.
0: Dan Benjamin. Before this afternoon's ball game, the Lions come in averaging forty-four point two points a game, and they're giving up just under sixty at fifty-nine point six. Earlham's got to win the rebounding battle today in order to win this ball game and force the action. While the Lions, well, let's call a spade a spade here—they've got to shoot over thirty-five percent in order to win this afternoon's ball game and get some help from Matty Haberthy. I'm Dave Mitchell. The starting lineups and the tip-off are next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers pregame show. A look at today's Lions basketball game. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, located at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Call 866 219 0672. Mount St. Joseph College basketball is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
3: At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at nsj.edu slash admissions.
0: The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Basketball. Today's game is brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers at 866-219-0672. And in part by the Wishbone Tavern on Del High Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. The Mount St. Joseph University and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 513 579 0010. Mount St. Joseph University College Basketball is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the floor for this Lions game. <laughs> Good afternoon everyone and welcome back to the Harrington Center where today we've got women's basketball action for you as the Earlham Quakers taking on the Mount St Joseph Lions let's pause now for our national anthem oh, say National Anthem before this afternoon's ball game. Glad to have you along today on talk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be bringing you this doubleheader this afternoon between the Earlham Quakers and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. We're going to tip it off with the women's game here today and let's start off with the starting lineups. First of all for the Quakers of Earlham who lost on Monday night 82 to 68. They are 1-4 and four heading into this afternoon's first Heartland Conference game. They will start at the forwards. Number 43, Zoe Curtis, a 5'10 senior, averaging 6.6 points per ballgame. At the other forward is Kyra Joseph, number 34, a 5'7 senior, averaging just under 5 points an outing. Arcia Tanette will be at one guard. She is a 5'5 junior, averaging 4 points a game, number 30. Cameron White, their leading scorer on the season, number 10, a 5'6 senior, coming in averaging just under 11 points a ballgame. And at the forward position, another forward will be number 11, Trinity McClendon. McClendon, a 5'8 freshman, averaging 8 points per ballgame. So it will be Curtis, Joseph, Tanette White, and Trenshaw for... Earlham here this afternoon, excuse me, it is the Trenshaw, Neely Trenshaw, starting in place of McClendon. She is number thirteen, a five six freshman, averaging three point four points per ball game. For Shauna Watson in her third year, sixteen wins against forty defeats in her three years at Earlham. Now for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. They will start At the forward positions, number 33, Haley Scott, averaging 1.6 points per ballgame. She is a 5'7 sophomore. At the other forward will be... Chloe Jansen, Jansen, a five-seven freshman, she'll actually be running the point, number twenty-four, averaging six and a half points per ball game as the freshman. In the middle is Aaliyah Huff from Roger Bacon, number forty-four, averaging five point two points per ball game, six point two rebounds a contest. She's a six-foot junior, and in the backcourt will be Mackenzie Markham, number ten. Markham is a five-four junior, averaging four point two points per ball game. And as we said, she is number 10. And at the other guard will be number 3, Maddie Haberthy. Haberthy, a five-five junior, the leading scorer for the Lions. She is a 16 points per game scorer and shooting 82% from the Lions. So it will be Haberthy, Markham, and Scott in the backcourt. Jansen and Huff in the frontcourt, although Jansen will be running the point. Earlham in their dark maroon uniforms with white numerals and trim. And for the Lions, they come out in their... Home gold uniforms with dark blue numerals and white trim. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen to get this one underway. Our first women's broadcast of the season, and we're happy to have you along. I'm Dave Mitchell. Of course, women's basketball in college goes four quarters as opposed to the men's. So we're entering the first quarter of action. Ball is in the air and the tip is controlled after it's battered around by Mount St. Joseph. With the basketball is Jansen goes off to Haverty and back out front to Jansen. Jansen with the left-hand dribble, now spins to her left, gets it off to Haberthy, right wing. Haberthy looking at the right elbow, gets it back out front to Jansen, who hands it off to Markham. Markham gets it off to Huff, right of the lane. Huff goes over on the left-hand side to Markham, we're on a pick by Huff. Now gets it over to Haberthy, 7 on the shot clock. Haberthy to the left elbow with the left-hand dribble, down into the left-hand corner. From the left-hand corner, the shot put up by Scott, no good, and the rebound is taken down by Earlham's Cameron White. White will bring it up the other way and gets it off on the left-hand side to Trenshaw. Trenshaw goes over to Tennant. Tennant back over underneath and goes underneath to Curtis. Curtis double teamed underneath the basket. Should be three seconds and it will be. Curtis was double teamed well by Haberthy and Huff and she couldn't get rid of the basketball underneath and she was caught inside the lane near the baseline and ended up giving it up for the first turnover of the ball game. Full court pressure. Man-to-man by Earlham, and the ball is knocked free and out of bounds by Cameron White, and it will stay with Mount St. Joseph in the backcourt. Just two seconds have elapsed off the 30-second shot clock. Inbound pass made to Haberty against the man-to-man full-court press, and up the floor, it goes to Chloe Jansen. Jansen with it between the circles, crossover over, dribble, top of the key, now crosses over again to the right side, now back to the left of the lane, kicks it off into the left baseline to Markham, now back out front to Haley Scott, over to Huff, back to Markham, around a pick by Huff, bounce pass to Haberthy, right wing outside the arc, top of the key to Markham, Markham dribbles left of the lane, throws up a shot off the glass, and good, and she was fouled! That's one of the things that Dan Benjamin said before the ballgame when we talked to him, they've got to get Markham scoring, and she hits the shot, that's her first, and she'll go to the line, trying to complete the three-point play, foul was committed by Cameron White, that's her first, and the team's first. And Markham puts the shot up off the rim into the glass and good. So Markham gives the Lions a 3-0 lead here with 8.39 left to go in this first quarter. Into the lane is White. Kicks it back over on the left-hand side to Trenshaw. Trenshaw to the free-throw line. Back to White. Over to Tanette Tannette kicks it over to Joseph. Joseph bounce pass. Back over to Curtis. Now back out front to Trenshaw over to over on the left-hand side to Joseph. Joseph put up the shot. No good. And the rebound taken down off the glass by Jensen. Jensen gets it over on the left-hand side to Markham. She'll launch the three. No good. Rebound tapped around. Out of bounds. It will be last touched by Joseph and stay with the Lions underneath their own bucket. 8:05 remaining to go in this first quarter. Lions lead at three zip. Putting it in play for the Lions is Haley Scott. Scott inbounds it out front to Haverty. Now back to Scott. Scott right to the front court, goes left-hand side to Haberthy with the left-hand dribble near the left sideline. She's guarded out of the man-to-man by White. Haberthy's going to drive right of the lane, kick it off into the right baseline to Markham. Now top of the key to Scott, on the left wing to Jansen. Jansen to the free throw line, she'll pop the 17-footer off the back iron as the shot clock expired. No good, Jansen got her own rebound, she'll lay it up, won't go, but she's fouled on the way to the bucket. Jansen took the shot, missed it as the buzzer expired on the shot clock, but the ball came right back to her, and she went in and was fouled on the way to the bucket, and the foul will be called against Neely Trenshaw, that's her first, and the second against Erlim as a team, so going line right is Chloe Jensen, the freshman, and Jansen puts in her first point of the ball game from the free throw line, makes it four to nothing, Jansen came in averaging six and a half a ball game and 63% from the line, but she drains both of those. She's got two, makes a five-nothing mount on top of it. Into the ball game is Trinity McClendon. McClendon checks in and leaving is Kyra Joseph. Into the front court. Comes Tennant. Tennant gets it off to Cameron White at the free throw line. Drives in, had an open lane, put it up, no good. Too hard, and the rebound taken down by Mackenzie Markham on the baseline. She'll clear it up the floor to Jansen. Now back over to Markham. Markham into the front court on the right-hand side to Jansen. Jansen running the point now for the Lions. Crossover dribble. Almost got it taken away by Tanette But now she crosses over in front of Tenette. Kicks it into the left corner to Markham. And Markham dribbles it up to the sideline on the left side of the front court. Eight on the shot clock. Markham spins to her right at the free throw line. Got the ball knocked free. Ball loose on the floor and it's picked up by Erl. They bring it the other way with Tennett. Tennet's going to drive all the way to the bucket. Now backs it out to the wing on the right side. Gets it over to McClendon. Back over to Tennett. Tennett to the right elbow into the lane. Throws up a ten-footer off the glass and good. Arcesia Tennet with her first two. And it is five to two. It's the first two that Erlem has scored in this ballgame. And again they go to the full court pressure. Lions are going to have to handle this most of the ballgame. Into the front court comes Markham and she is hounded by White. Markham gets it over on the left-hand side to Maddie Haberthy, who's scoreless so far. Haberthy on the right wing, looking underneath. Now backs it out near the top of the circle. 6.22 remaining to go in the first quarter. Back to Haberthy. Right wing shot in front of a pick by Huffman. Haberthy drained it. Maddie Haberthy with her first bucket of the ball game of three, and it's 8-2. Mount on top of it. Into the ball. Coming down the lane is... McClendon and McClendon is going to be grabbed on the way to the bucket for the foul. Foul will be called on the Lions and that will be on Haley Scott, her first and that's the first against the Lions as a team. Checking in now is Kayla Bowling. Bowling averaging 8.8 a ball game. She's a 5-5 junior for Earlham and Bowling will get the basketball and she's going to launch a three from the top side, hit the rim a couple of times and it's no good and Jaleel Fair Harris just checked into the ball game and grabbed the rebound for the Lions. She is their sixth man or woman, if you want to put it that way. With the bounce passes, Huff right in the circle gets it back over to Haberthi. A Around a pick by Huff, the double team back over to Huff on the give and go. Lay it up and in. Boy, Lions looking like a well-oiled machine so far in this first quarter. 5:40 to go in it, and they lead it by eight, 10 to two. Into the front court comes Tennant. Gets it off on the left hand side to McClendon. McClendon's going to shoot the left-handed three-pointer. Missed everything, and the rebound goes out of bounds. And the Lions will get the ball back. Checking into the lineup for Mount St. Joseph is Cameron McCool, a 5'10 sophomore, averaging six points a game. And leaving is Haley Scott. Also out of the ball game for Earlham is Trenshaw. And checking back in is Zoe Curtis. Into the front court. Jansen's going to bring it up herself against that press. Now stops top of the circle, backs it out and gets it over to Fair Harris. Harris with the basketball, right hand dribble to the top of the key to the line and she slipped, got tripped up and fell down and a foul will be called on the way to the bucket. And that's going to be on Zoe Curtis of Earlham, her first. And that's the third against the Quakers as a team. Shot clock will reset at 20. 5-16 left to go in this first quarter of play. Second game coming up right after that, the men's Erland squad taking on Mount St. Joseph. Harris from the corner, put up the left corner shot, no good and the rebound taken down by Kayla Bowling. Bowling will bring it up the right hand side. Now spins to her left, gets it out top of the key to McClendon. McClendon dribbles to the line to the lane, left of the lane and she is going to be hit with a traveling violation as she came to a jump stop actually twice. Checking in now Again, it's Kyra Joseph, and leaving is McClendon for Earlham. Again, that full court pressure. So far, Earlham has committed two turnovers to the Lions. One. Jansen up the floor into the front court. Comes Maddie Haberthy. Haberthy behind the back dribble. Now off to the left elbow to Aliyah Huff. Huff with the basketball right hand. Gets it off to Haberthy. Around a Huff pick. She's going to drive the lane, and she's going to be hammered on the way to the bucket. Lions right now shooting almost 50% from the field, and that's the best stretch I think they've shot all season long. Shooting 43%, and Earlham is going to use a timeout. 4.43 to go in this first quarter of play. Your score from the Harrington Center. It's Mount St. Joseph 10, and the Earlham Quakers 2. You're listening to Women's Basketball on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
3: Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions.
0: Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, Your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Del High Plaza. A proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, of course, coming up this afternoon, Cincinnati's playing Memphis in the AAC championship ball game. That game will kick off at 3.30. The Big 12 championship football game is going on right now. And in the second quarter, Oklahoma's leading Baylor 10-3 to with six minutes to go in it. Maddie Haberthy is going to the line, shooting two shots, and the official score blew the buzzer while Haberthy was shooting the free throw. It went in, and they're going to go ahead and count it, so she'll have one shot remaining. Haberthy now with four in the ball game. Came in shooting 82% from the strike. Shoots that one, and got that one also. So Maddie with five, 12-2. Lions on top of it by 10, 440 to go in this first quarter of play. With the basketball... Joseph kicks it off over on the right-hand side to Bowling. Now Bowling gets it back over to Joseph. Ball loose. Ball taken away by the Lions. Up the floor to Jansen. Jansen ahead of the pack. She'll lay it up and in. Jansen has four. Lions have opened up a 12-point lead. I think this is their biggest lead of the season. With the basketball is Joseph. Joseph with it, top of the key. Goes over on the left-hand side to Amy Wisner, who's into the ball game. Got it underneath to Curtis, and Curtis tried to force up a point-blank shot. It was no good, but she was hammered on the arm during the shot on Harris. That will be her first. So Jaleel Fair-Harris picks up her first, team second, and going line left will be Zoe Curtis. She's going to shoot two, came in averaging 64% from the stripe on the year. She puts that one up and in. So Curtis with her first point of the ball game. And that cuts it to 14-3. Now she'll try to cut it to 10 from line left. Curtis right hands it up off the front rim. Back iron and good. Mackenzie Markham will come in for the Lions. And getting a breather is Chloe Jensen. So Jensen leaves the ball game with four points. And Markham comes in with three. Full court pressure again. And Haberthy is going to get hit with an offensive foul as she was pushing off, bringing the ball up the floor. So Haberthee picks up her first. That's the third against the Lions as a team. So that gives it back to Earlham in the front court, And they inbound the basketball to Wisner. Weisner kicks it over on the right-hand side to Tennant. Tennant lobs it right of the lane to Curtis. Back to Tennant, right wing, down to the right corner. Crossover dribble, back outside to Weisner, down to Joseph. Joseph spins, now she's going to put it up from the elbow, 17 feet away, got it. Joseph with her first two, and don't look now, but Earlham's trying to cut down this lead, it's 14-6. Into the front court comes Haberthy, Haberthy to the free throw line, kicks it off into the left baseline for the Lions, and putting it up and in from the left-hand side is Cameron McCool. McCool got the bucket and she got a three-pointer out of that. McCool also the pitcher on the softball team, her first three, and it's 17-6. With it, Wiser kicks it off on the left hand side to Bowling. Bowling feeds it underneath, tried to go to Curtis and it was taken away by Huff, then Huff threw it right back away to Bowling. Bowling's got it back on the exchange of turnovers and the shot clock never reset, so they'll cut it down to 28 seconds and give the ball back to Erlang. Into the ball game now, Rosie Newhart averaging almost five points a ball game, number 35. She is a 5'8 junior, leaving as Zoe Curtis. And also back in is Cameron White. White's got the basketball now for Erlem, Spins it off on the left-hand side to Tennant. Back to White. Or on the right-hand side to the wing to Weisner. Now to Tennant, top side. Over to White, left wing. Top of the key. Joseph, she's going to shoot the top of the key. Three won't go. Rebound. Newhart battling for it on the baseline. Ball loose on the floor. There's a scramble for it. And a jump ball will be called. And on the alternation, it will go back to Erlem. 2.54 remaining in this first quarter of play, and it's 17.6, Lions on top of it by 11. Putting it in play will be Tennant on the baseline, near the right corner. Feeds it out front to Cameron White. White with the number 10 on the back of her maroon and white uniform. Gets it over to Weisner. now to Tennant, left of the circle over to White. White looking underneath, top of the key, Weisner, Weisner guarded by Haberthy, spins to her right, left of the lane, back over to White, White's going to spin into the lane, put up the layup, missed everything, rebound, taken down by Newhart, though, laid it up and in. Ooh. Newhart with her first bucket of the ball game, and it's 17-8. Nine-point lead, Haberthy in the backcourt, picked up the dribble, gets it back to Markham, and Markham will bring it across. Earlham right now out of that press is just trying to challenge the first inbounds ball, and the man who gets it. Harris with it, dribbled it off her knee, picked off the floor by Wisner. Wisner will bring it the other way as Earlham is trying to cut into this lead. It was 13 at one point. With it, top of the circle is Joseph, now to White. Top side goes to Weisner on the left wing, Tennet. Tennant guarded by Haberthy, around a pick by Joseph. Tennant kicks it off to White, pump fake, drives the lane, dumps it off underneath to Newhart, laid it up and in. Rosie Newhart came off the bench, she's got four. And the inbounds pass with the Lions a seven-point lead, 17-10, is made to Haberthy, then back to Markham, and Markham will bring it up. Gets it back over to Haberthy. Haberthy crossover dribble to the left of the lane, all the way to the hole, and she dribbled it off her knee and out of bounds. That's four turnovers so far in the ballgame for the Lions with a minute 37 to go in the first quarter of play. Now, Chloe Jansen's coming back into the ballgame, and Fair Harris is going to sit down for a little bit. So far, that's five turnovers, excuse me, on Mount St. Joseph, four for Erland. Lions shooting 56% from the field, while Erland 36%. We said the Lions had to shoot over 35%. Well, they're doing that by 20% right now. Joseph on the right-hand side. It goes to Weisner. Wiser dribbles right of the lane, throws it up with the left hand off the front iron. Nope. And the rebound will be taken down by Haley Scott, who just checked back into the ballgame. The sophomore got her first carom. Gets it up the floor on a reverse layup to Matty Haberthy put it up. No good. And the rebound is taken down by Tennant. Tennant will bring it the other way for the Quakers. On the left-hand side to Weisner. Wisner cuts it off underneath to McClendon. Put it up. No good. Check that. That was Joseph. And the rebound lost. And the Lions got it on a nice scramble play by Haley. Check that by Chloe Jansen. Jansen then went to the floor, and Dan Benjamin immediately called a timeout. 55.4 seconds to go in the first quarter. Your score, it's the Lions 17, the Quakers 10 on ultimatesportstalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone, and your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron sharpens iron, serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, after their win at North Carolina on Tuesday, Wednesday night, excuse me, Ohio State moved up to number two in the rankings, and right now with... 15 minutes to go in the ball game. They lead Penn State 54-45 in men's college basketball. Arizona is losing to Baylor, 35-28 also. Lions after that timeout with the basketball. They get the ball to Jansen. Jansen spins to her left, kicks it off to Haberthy right corner. Haberthy stops, dribbles inside the corner. Put up the shot, partially blocked, pulled out of the air by Newhart. She'll get it up the floor into the front court to White. White with it on the right-hand side to Bowling. Now back over to Joseph. Joseph kicks it off to Wisner. And left baseline for the three. Got it. Slowly but surely, Earlham's battling themselves back into this ball game. They trail it now, 17-13. This is the closest they've been since the two-minute mark of the first quarter. With it is Scott. Scott now replacing Huff at the pole. Gets it back out front to Jansen. Jansen, long three, threw up an air ball, and it will go out of bounds into the Mount St. Joseph cheerleaders and back to Earlham. 3.6 seconds to go in this first quarter. Full court pressure put on by the Lions, inbounds pass made to Bowling, Bowling half-court shot at the buzzer, won't go, and that's the end of the first quarter of play. And your score at the end of one from the Harrington Center in game one of this doubleheader. It is Mount St. Joseph's 17, Erland 13 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Minutemen staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today, 579-0010. Well, as we told you in the pregame show, some other action happening around the Heartland Conference today, and let's take a look at the scoreboard so far. Just one other game going on right now that is reporting a score. Defiance is leading Rose Holman 13 to 11 in women's basketball. They're just entering the second quarter of play. Transylvania is playing Anderson. That game got underway at one o'clock. At two o'clock Bluffton plays at Franklin. And at five o'clock this afternoon Manchester will be at Hanover. In college football, Oklahoma leading Baylor four minutes to go in the first half of the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma 10, Baylor 3, Appalachian State over Louisiana, Florida. They're leading 35-14. Cincinnati plays Memphis later on this afternoon at 3.30. That's on ABC. And tonight at 8 o'clock on Fox, Ohio State plays Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship ballgame. Lions have the basketball to start the second quarter. They get the ball over to Jansen. Jansen threw it right into the hands of Earlham. And Earlham ahead of the pack. Bowling laid it up, but it was blocked from behind by Jansen as she hustled back. And got her hands on the basketball. Nice hustle play by Chloe Jansen. The freshman Inbound pass will be made by Trenshaw, who's into the ballgame. Gets it back out to Bowling, who's running the point now for Erlam. Bowling gets it over on the left-hand side to McClendon. McClendon, now to Wisner. Wisner out there with Newhart. Now to Bowling, over on the right-hand side, Trenshaw. Trenshaw back up front to Joseph, dribbles to the free throw line between the legs, kicks it over on the right hand side to Trenshaw, now to Weisner. six on the shot clock. Weisner around a pick by Joseph, got the ball knocked free, ball loose, gets it over on the left hand side to Bowling for a long three, missed everything and the Lions will get it back on the shot clock violation. So the Lions get the basketball back and Earlham sticks with that full court pressure. In that first half of, first quarter of action, excuse me, Lions shot 42% from the field on 33% from three-point range as Huff tried to throw the ball into the corner to Scott and it got knocked free and out of bounds. Earlham in that first quarter, 32% from the field on 14% from the three-point range. Earlham 5 of 16 from the field. Lions 5 of 12 from the field. Right now, the... Rebounding totals are even at eight apiece. And the turnover totals, Lions have committed two more on the left-hand side. Putting the shot up, Mackenzie Marklin put it up no good. Ball loose in the corner, and it's picked off the floor by Bowling. Bowling will bring it up for Earlham on the left-hand side. Kicks it off on the left baseline to Newhart, put the shot up, blocked out of the air by Aaliyah Huff, and she clears it up the floor to Jansen. Jansen will bring it up, gets it over to Haberthy, underneath to Huff. Huff lost it on the baseline, and it was saved out of bounds, but stepping out of bounds when she grabbed the basketball for Earlham was Joseph, and it will stay with the Lions underneath their own bucket. 8.37 remaining to go in this first, quarter, first half of action. Putting it in play, will be Markham. Markham left of her own bucket on the baseline. Looking, looking, lobs it out front to He Got the ball knocked free and stolen away by Weisner. Weisner will bring it up all the way with a left-hand layup. Up and in. Boy, the Lions just careless with the basketball on passes. Not only inbounds, but around the perimeter. And it's 17-15, Earlham. Down by two points. Jansen, crossover dribble to the left elbow to Huff. Kicks it off into the right corner to Markham. Now right of the circle to Haberthy. She's going to drive inside and a hand-check foul will be called on Erlands, Amy Wisner. Wisner with her first personal foul of the ball game, And that's the fifth against the Lions as a team. And a timeout's going to be taken by Dan Benjamin. 8.13 to go. Here in this first half of action, it's the Lions 17, Earlham 15 on ultimatesportstalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, we told you about Ohio State leading Penn State. Right now, 59-50 in men's college basketball. 13-49 left to go in the first half, or second half of that one, excuse me. That game tipped off at noon. Butler is leading Florida, 45-35. By the way, Florida's going to... Rename their new court after their former head coach that they won two national championships under Billy Donovan, who's now at Oklahoma City in the NBA. Baylor on top of Arizona, 39-32, to with 13.57 left to go in the first half of action. Some other action happening this afternoon. Kentucky will get underway. That game will tip off at 4 o'clock out of the Big Ten. Illinois plays at Maryland. That's at 5 later on this afternoon. And Villanova will be at St. Joe's. That game will be at 3 o'clock this afternoon. And in college football, we told you the score going on in the Big 12 championship game. Well, that's all knotted up now. Number 7, Baylor, is tied up with number 6, Oklahoma, in that title game. 10-10. Just under three minutes to go in the first half of action. 8.13 to go here. Lions using their first full timeout. They lead it by two, 17-15, and they've been on about a four-minute drought if you include the last three minutes of that first quarter, and then Haberthi threw the ball over to Markham and it went right through Markham's hands and out of bounds. So another turnover on the Lions gives it back to Earlham, and they can knock things up with eight minutes to go in the half. Wisner, Gets it off to Joseph on the left-hand side to White. White spins it back out to Joseph. Joseph, jab, step, left of the lane, kicks it off to White. All alone, left baseline, three, rattled at home, and Earlham has taken the lead. White with her first bucket of the ball game, and Earlham now leads at 18-17. Into the front court will come Chloe Jansen. Jansen crossover dribble top of the key to the right elbow. Gets it over to Markham. Markham around a pick by Huff. Gets it to the left-hand side. Now to Haberthy. Haberthy gets bumped out front and a foul will be called on Rosie Newhart. Newhart just tried to jump the pick and ended up bumping in front of Maddie Haberthy. Two fouls so far on the Quakers here in the second quarter of play. Into the Inbounds pass made to Maddie Haberthy. Goes left-hand side to Jansen. Jansen with it, and a foul away from the ball underneath the bucket is going to be called on Earlham, and that's on Rosie Newhart again. And that will be her second. And Zoe Curtis will come in. Rosie Newhart will leave. Haley Scott leaves the ball game for the Lions, and checking back in is Cameron McCool. McCool then inbounded the basketball and it was thrown right into the hands of Zoe Curtis for the turnover. And the Lions are going to get hit with a foul on Aaliyah Huff as she went after the basketball. So that's the first team foul and on Aaliyah Huff that's her first foul of the afternoon. And Earlham has the basketball and a one point lead with it was Weisner to the free throw line kicks it off on the right hand side to Cameron White down into the right corner to, to Trenshaw. Trenshaw back out topside to Joseph she's going to shoot the long three, spun it in and out no good, Wisner got the rebound drives the lane, laid it up too hard but she's fouled ball fell right into Weisner's hands near the dotted line just underneath the free throw line and she goes to the line shooting two and the foul on Aaliyah Huff and just bang bang, Huff has picked up two fouls Weisner on the year, shooting 83% from the strike but she misses that one She's shooting two. Haley Scott will come back into the ballgame, and chances are she'll be checking in for Huff with those two fouls. Wisner goes to the line, trying to split the pair. She's got five. Puts this one up good. Wisner now with six. Gives Zerlum a two-point lead. And sure enough, Huff will leave the ballgame, and Scott checks in for her. Inbounds pass against that full court pressure to Haberthy. Haberthy. The Lions are just being too lazy with the basketball right now. They got out to the big lead and then they quit taking care of the pill. 19-17, 654 left to go in this first half. Putting it in play will be Markham. Markham gets an inbounds to Chloe Jansen, and Jansen will bring it up. Feeds it over on the left hand side to Markham, and Markham comes to a jump stop in the front court. Gets it between the circles, goes to Jansen, top of the key, around a pick by Scott, gets it over on the back door, and a nice move to McCool, laid it up and in. McCool's got five, and we're on knotted up now at 19 here in this first half of play. With the basketball, Wisner, top of the key, Joseph, she steps back for the three-pointer, drilled it. Boy, Kyra Joseph, she's got range, she has five in the ballgame, her first three, and it's 22-19, Ardellum has regained the lead. Into the front court is Markham and a, the shot clock had to be reset. So the official blew the play dead. We'll give the ball back to the Lions. Into the ball game now. Zoe Curtis is checking back in. And so is Tanette. So Tanette's back in along with Zoe Curtis for Earlham after that dead ball with the basketball is Haberthy on the left wing for the Lions. Morgan Reynolds into the ball game. Reynolds has the basketball. She just checked in a 5-5 freshman averaging a point and a half a ball game. Back to Haberthy. Haberthy out near the center circle to the free throw line to the right of the lane. Kicks it back over to Markham for the long three right wing off the back iron. No. Reynolds got the rebound. She's going to put it right back up. Nope. Rebound loose on the baseline. Picked up and a jump ball will be called and it will go back to Erlam. 5.51 left to go in this first half. 22-19. Earlham leads it by three and they have battled that back from a big deficit of 12 early in this ballgame. Tennant tried to feed a pass underneath to Curtis. Stepping in front of it is Mackenzie Markham and she takes the ball away in the turnover. Markham will bring it up the floor. Behind the back dribble gets it off top of the circle to McCool. Now left of the circle to Haley Scott, and a foul is going to be called. Or check that. What are they calling? I'm not sure what the violation was. It looked like it might have been a jump ball, a tied ball. So it will be a jump ball, and the alternation will give it back to the Lions. Putting it in play, Markham in the front court, gets it off to Haberthy, back out front to Reynolds, now back over to Ma- Haberthy behind the back dribble to the free throw line on the left baseline to Haley Scott for the 15 footer, no good and the rebound taken down by Joseph, clears it up the floor to Tennant, on the left hand side White feeds it on the right hand side to Weiser. ball loose, knocked free by McCool and it goes out of bounds and was last touched by Cameron so it will stay with Earlham down at the left side of the floor 5.09 left to go in this first quarter and Jansen will come back in. Should say second quarter. Maddie Haberthy is going to get a breather. She's been averaging about 37 minutes per ball game out of the 40. So she gets a quick breather here in the second period. Inbounds pass. Goes to Tennant. Off to Wisner on the left-hand side, White. Back to Tennant. Swings it over to Wisner, right wing inside the three-point arc to the elbow. Back out front to Joseph. Joseph had the ball, taken away by Jansen. Jansen almost skated over and back, but got the ball back. and never did cross the mid-court strike. And Jansen gets it over to Markham, back to Jansen. To the left elbow to Scott, hands it off to Jansen. Top of the circle with a right-hand dribble. Feeds it off on the right-hand side to Reynolds, Reynolds, top of the key to Jansen shot the three, no good, and Zoe Curtis got the rebound, threw it up the floor, knocked away by McCool, ball chased down in the corner though by Erlams Weisner. gets it back over to Joseph, now between the circles to Tennant and they'll set up the offense, on the right hand side is White, top of the key Joseph on the left hand side, Weisner drives the lane, throws up a wild shot, no good, but it was wild because she got hammered on the way to the basket and that foul will be called on Mackenzie Markham her first and that's the third team foul against the Lions. Maddie Haberthy, short breather, she checks in and sitting down is Morgan Reynolds. Line left is Wisner. Puts it up and good. Wisner has seven in the ball game now. Two for three from the stripe. 421 left to go in this first half. Second one by Wisner, good. She's got eight in the ball game to lead the way for the Quakers. And Wisner will leave and checking back in is Caleb Bowling. Bowling checks in scoreless. Wisner leaves, as I said, leading the team at scoring with eight points. 24-19. Erlam with their biggest lead of the afternoon of five. Up the floor is Maddie Haberthy feeds it back out to Chloe Jansen. Lions have only scored two points in this second quarter of play. Left baseline, it's up to the wing as McCool put up the shot, no good, and the rebound taken down by Caleb Bowling. Bowling gets it up the floor into the front court. Now kicks it back out to Tanette Tanet with the basketball between the circles on the right-hand side. To Bowling. Bowling drives to the free-throw line. And a moving pick will be called against Earlham. And that's on Kyra Joseph. Joseph picks up her first personal foul. And that is the third, make it the fourth team foul against the Quakers here in this second quarter. 3.47 remaining in this first half. Jansen, a little lazy with the pass, but Scott got it back. Scott dribbles right of the lane, gets it back out to Markham. Now out front it goes to Jansen. Jansen between the circles. Stone spins to her left, now between the circles. Left of the lane now with the dribble. Gets it over to McCool. Dribbles up to the left elbow to the top side and gets it off to Haberthy. Haberthy's going to drive all the way to the hole. Throw it up off the glass. Rim and in! Hamerthy had to force that shot up as the shot clock was going down, and the Lions, with just their fourth point here in the second quarter, are down by three, 24-21. Pass outside, goes off to White, ball knocked loose, picked up by Tanette on the sideline on the right-hand side, 14 on the shot clock, and Sarah, Shauna Watson, says let's reset the offense. Around a pick, Joseph. Goes to Bowling. Bowling picks up the dribble. Off to Joseph. Feeds it off to Curtis underneath. Went right by her and out of bounds. Boy, that possession by Earlham just had turnover marked all over it. And they finally gave it up and gave it back to the Lions. They are down by three. 252. Inbounds pass to Markham. And a foul reaching over the top will be called on tenant out with her first personal. That's the 15 foul against Erlum in this second quarter. So going to the line will be the Lions for the rest of the quarter. Lions have got three team fouls in this second period. Line right, Markham. McKenzie, one for one from the stripe. She's got three points. She'll be shooting one and one. Isaac shoots it, got it. Markham with four. And that makes it 24-22. Lions came into this quarter leading 17-13. Second one by Markham. Good again. She's got five in the ballgame. And it's 24-23. Lions have drawn to within one. Top of the key is McClendon. McClendon kicks it off on the left-hand side to Bowling. and Bowling came to two jump stops and gave up the basketball on the turnover. So it's 24-23. Lions down by a point, but they can take the lead with this possession. And Haverthy gets a bounce pass left side to Scott. She lays it up left of the lane. No good. Too hard off the back side, and the rebound taken down by Earlham. And they'll get it into the front court. Coming to Bowling. On the right-hand side, White. White back to Bowling. Top of the key. It goes to McClendon. Now back over on the left-hand side to Trenshaw and Trenshaw is going to be fouled heading to the bucket and that foul will be called on Markham her second personal foul and that's the fourth against the lines of the team but Trenshaw was in the act of shooting so she goes to the line and puts it up and it's no good The free throw shooting totals in this ballgame, not the greatest. Second one by Trenshaw. That one spun in and out, but coming in and sweeping down with a rebound is Cameron White. Gets it off the bowling on the right-hand side. Trenshaw for three this time. Put it up no good, and the Lions come away with a rebound. Mackenzie Markham. She gets it off to Jansen, and Jansen will bring it into the front court with two minutes to go in this first half. Bounce pass to Markham, top of the key. Scott back over to Jansen. Jansen around a pick to the right side of the lane, crossover dribble, right of the lane, and she's going to be fouled. She wasn't in the act of shooting as she was dishing the ball off into the corner to McCool, but the foul is going to be called on Zoe Curtis of Erlam, And Curtis picks up her second personal foul. Markham will leave the ball game. And checking back into the lineup for the Lions is Carly Dalton. Check out this her first trip into this ballgame. game. Dalton, she is a five-nine freshman, averaging a point a ball game, and going line right is Jansen, and she missed the free throw. So she'll try to knot it up with the second one. Puts that one up and in. Chloe Jansen with five in the ball game. Curtis will leave the contest, and checking in is Maddie Crudell. Crodell averaging two points per ballgame. Checks in. She is a 5'11'' senior, number 50. On the left-hand side, Bowling. Bowling feeds it off to White. Looked underneath. Now gets it off to Trenshaw. Right corner. Dribbles up to the right wing. Bounce pass underneath on a nice give-and-go to Crodell. Laid it up. No, but a foul will be called on the rebound with a minute 37 to go in this first half. We're all knotted up at 24. Foul will be called on Carly Dalton. That's her first. Second time we've been tied today. And now the official scorer wants to get some things jotted down. Evidently there's some problems with the scorebook. Now I know I've got Dalton in my scorebook at 15 but maybe they put it in as the wrong number and now the officials are going to talk it over. See what's going on here. This seems to have all happened since Carly Dalton came into the game, but let's see if that's going to be the problem. Now the officials are going to come over to the scorers' table and check things out. Now they're going to walk over and talk to Shauna Watson, one official will, and the other official is going to go talk to Dan Benjamin. Maybe it has nothing to do with the numbers. Now the teams are going to huddle around their coaches and there is going to be a technical foul called and evidently it's going to be against erlem but not sure what it's about and it'll be Maddie Let's see if we can pick this up for what it's nice to alert everybody that's a technical foul but it'd be nice to know what it's for I could see if somebody uttered a four letter word but This sounds like it's a scorebook problem. Yeah. We really don't want to know that. We'll talk to you about your injury next week. (laughs) One thirty-seven left to go in this first half, and Haberthy is going to shoot the tee, puts it up from the right free throw line, and got it. So Haberthy now with eight gives the Lions the lead and hits it again. So Haberthy with nine hits the two technical free throws, and it gives the Lions the lead at 26-24. And we still don't know what the technical foul was called upon, but it had to be something to do with the scorebook. So now going line left is McClendon, and McClendon now is going to shoot some free throws, and she puts the first one up and good. That's her fourth. Makes it 26-25. McClendon's second one no good and the Lions come away with the lead and Dalton comes away with a rebound. Gets it off to Jansen into the front court with a minute and a half to go in the first half. Jansen crossover dribble to the left hand side clears it off to Haberthy now to the free throw line to Scott. Gets it back off to Haberthy all alone top of the key. Three drilled it. <laughs> Maddie Haberthy with 12 or second three of the ball game. Lions have opened up a four point lead again at 29-25. Top of the circle, McClendon gets it over to White. White throws up the floater, left of the lane, no good. Rebound tapped out front, and it comes back into the hands of Bowling. Top of the key, McClendon for three, rattled it home. McClendon has got seven in the ball game, and it's 29-28. Lions lead it by one point. McCool, left-hand side for the three, hit the front iron, no good. Rebound knocked around, comes down to Scott, right back up, right side of the lane, got it. Haley Scott with her first offensive rebound and her first two of the ballgame. Lions lead it by three. Coming the other way, Earlham trying to feed a pass up court and it was knocked away and out of bounds. So Earlham regains control. Dalton checks out of the ballgame now. And checking back into the contest is Rachel Moody. Moody comes in for the first time. Moody is really playing on a couple of painful caps. So she is not going to log too many minutes. With it on the left-hand side is Trenshaw. Bounce pass, top of the key to McClendon. Crossover dribble a couple times. Ball not free. McClendon got it back. Gets it off the bowling, and a reach-in foul on the drive will be called on Chloe Jansen. On Chloe, that is her first. Boy, things got boring for a little while, and then that discussion... The scorer's table has livened both teams up. 24 and a half seconds to go before the half. And going line left is Bowling. Puts it up and in. Bowling shooting 64% from the stripe. Makes it 31-29. Now she'll try to sweep the pair. 24 and a half left to go in the half. Second one by Bowling is up. That one's no good. And the rebound taken away by Earlham's Cameron White. White feeds it back underneath on the right of the lane. It goes to Crodell. Crodell turnaround shot inside the lane. No good. Rebound taken down by the Mount. And a foul will be called on the rebound with 15.4 seconds to go. And the foul is called on Cameron White. And that will be her second personal foul. 15.4 seconds to go in this first half. Boy, the fouls are really mounting up for both teams. Right now the Mount has got 9 compared to Earlham's 10. 31-29 going line right is Cameron McCool from line right. Eyes it, shoots it, got it. McCool's got 6, came in shooting 87% from the strike for 5'10 sophomore. Makes it 32-29. Second one by McCool. Boy, a lane violation. That one is good, so it won't count. Stepping into the lane was Crowdell way before McCool ever took the shot. McCool's got seven. Inbound pass to Earlham, and dribbling it out of bounds is Trenshaw. 33-29, 11.7. Now Markup will check in, leaving is Jaleel Fair-Harris. Chloe Jansen comes in and leaving is McCool. Markham will put the ball in play at midcourt. Lions lead it by four. Eleven ticks left to go before halftime. And the inbound is going to be made into the backcourt to Jansen. Jansen brings it into the frontcourt. Left-hand side to Markham. Long three. Won't go off the iron. Rebound taken down by Crodell. Gets it off on the right-hand side to Bowling. Bowling, three-quarter court shot. Will not go at the buzzer. And that is the end of the first half of play in the first game of this doubleheader here at the Harrington Center. And your score at the end of the first half. It is the Mount Saint Joseph Lions thirty 33- three And Earlham, 29, the Mount looking for their first victory of the season. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with our halftime show coming up after these timeouts. Next Saturday, the Harrington Center welcomes back the Lions men's and women's basketball teams for Heartland Conference basketball action. The Anderson Ravens come to town, and the Lions play host in a doubleheader. To start, the Lion women tip off at 2 o'clock with the men right after around 4. This is Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the games, join me with all the play-by-play action starting at 1.30 with the pregame show and the women's game at 2. Then after that, the men go at it around 4. The Lions continue their Heartland Conference schedule next Saturday. The women and men play Anderson in a doubleheader starting at 2. And you can hear both games on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
3: Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions.
0: Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Del High Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Your score here at the half, the Lions looking for their first win of the year, and they lead it by 4, 33-29. I'm Dave Mitchell. The halftime show is next on AldermanSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers.
1: At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics. Our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin in Tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of Tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee.
0: Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, Schedule. A free consultation today by calling them at 866 219 0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph University Basketball on Ultimate We're at halftime of today's game, so it's time for the Minutemen halftime report. Minutemen staffing located at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield. We'll go back to the floor for the stat story and interviews for today's game after this from Minutemen Staffing. Minutemen Staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Dave Mitchell back here at the Harrington Center. We're at halftime where the score is 33-29. Mount St. Joseph on top of it by four. They led at the end of the first quarter, 17-13, but they were outscored early in the quarter and were actually found themselves down by five, 24-19, but then they battled back to take this four-point lead here by a. 33-29 33 to 29 margin. Elsewhere in the Heartland Conference this afternoon, some other games going on, but we've only got partial scores. Defiance is leading rose Holman 29-24. That's also at the half, so they'll be starting the third quarter here very soon. At just at the start of the ball game, this game got underway at two o'clock. Bluffton is playing at Franklin, and at five o'clock this afternoon, Manchester is going to Hanover in their ball game today. In games around Men's Division One college basketball, Ohio State has really poured it on Penn State. The last time I looked at the score it was 59-50. to Now all of a sudden the Buckeyes are leading with five minutes to go in the ball game. 92-64 over Penn State. The Buckeyes moved into second in the college basketball poll after they Demolished North Carolina on the Tar Heels home court last Wednesday night. Elsewhere in college basketball going on right now, Baylor over Arizona, 49 to 41, and Butler is leading by 15 over Florida, 63 to 48. In college football action, a couple of stories going on right now. Lane Kiffin reportedly is finalizing a deal to become the Mississippi. Head football coach, boy, that would be an interesting combination. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin playing Alabama once a year at least. Penn State extended their head coach, James Franklin, through the 2025 season. And a lot of rumors are coming out now where the Dallas Cowboys are interested in bringing in Urban Meyer as their new head coach next season. Now, at halftime in the championship game of the Big 12, it is Baylor leading Oklahoma 13 to 10 in that contest. Appalachian State is leading over Louisiana by a score of 35 to 17. Later on this afternoon, Cincinnati plays Memphis in the AAC Championship ball game. That game will kick off at 3:30. Georgia plays LSU in the SEC Championship game. That's at 4 o'clock. In the ACC Championship game, Virginia. Tate's on number three Clemson. That game will be at 7.30 and at 8 o'clock tonight, Ohio State plays Wisconsin over in Indianapolis. That will be on Fox this evening. And in case you missed it last night, Utah's shot at making the college football playoffs all but exploded in their face at the hands of Oregon. 37-15, to so Oregon became the Pac-12 champions with that victory last night. We'll be back to take a look at the stat story of the this afternoon's Women's game here, the first game of the doubleheader between Mount St. Joseph and the Quakers. The Lions leading it 33-29 here at the half, and we'll be back with more of our halftime show right after this. Tuesday night, the Mount St. Joseph Lions continue their road trip and playing teams in the D3 Top 20 in Wabash. The Little Giants head into today's action with a 2-1 mark and are ranked 14th in the country. Meanwhile, the Lions play their third game in 11 days against a team ranked in the Top 18. Wabash is led by Jack Davidson and his 20. Staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, the Lions lead it, as we've told you, by four points here at halftime, 33-29. to Maddie Haberthy is leading the way for the Lions. She has got 12 points this afternoon on three of five from the field, two of two from three-point range for Haberthy, and four of four from the charity strike. And that has led to her 12 points here this afternoon. Cameron McCool off the bench, 2 of 4 from the field, 1 of 1 from 3 point range, and 2 of 2 from the field for 7, or 2 of 2 from the line, excuse me, for 7 points. 5 points going to Mackenzie Markham. Markham, 1 of 5 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3 point range, and 3 of 3 from the free throw line. She's also got 2 rebounds for 5 points. Chloe Jansen in the ballgame has got 5 points for the Lions, and she's done an excellent job here this evening by running the point for the Lions in this ball game. And the Lions, as we told you, leading it by four, but Jansen in the contest, she has gone one of four from the field, O of two from the charity stripe, and three or three of four from the charity stripe, excuse me, and O for two from three point range. Haley Scott has added two points in the ball game on one of four from the field, O of one from three point range. She's also grabbed two rebounds. Two points going to Aaliyah Huff on one of one from the field. Harris, Reynolds, and Dalton have all played but did not score in the first half. Amy Wisner on two of three from the field, three of four from the free throw line. Has eight points leading the way for Earlham. Cameron White with six points in the ballgame on two of six from the field, including two from three-point range. She's also grabbed four rebounds in the contest. Four points going to Trinity McClendon and Rosie Newhart in the contest. Tennant and Kyra Joseph have each added two, along with Zoe Curtis. Caleb Bowling, just one point off the bench. Neely Trenshaw and Maddie Crodell have each played, but did not score in the first half of action. As far as the team totals are concerned, the Lions, 9 of 25 from the field, shooting 36%. We said coming into this ball game they needed to shoot at a rate of 35% in the contest, and so far, They have done that at 36%. They're shooting 3 of 11 from three-point range for 27%, and 12 of 13 from the line for 92%. Earlham, 9 of 27 from the field, that's 33%. 4 of 13 from three-point range for 31%, and 58% from the line on 7 of 12. Earlham is out, turnovered the Lions, 11 to 8. but points off turnovers, the Lions have scored 13, Earlham 11. The Lions have grabbed 13 total rebounds including four offensive while Erlem has grabbed 20 rebounds and that included eight offensive rebounds. Lions have dished out four assists but so has Erlem and off the bench Erlem is really making hay 17 points off the bench for the Quakers compared to just seven for the Lions. Points in the paint Lions have got 12 compared to Erlem's eight in the ball game. Lions we're up at the end of the first quarter, 17-13, and they're up here at the half by a score of 33-29. to The men's game is coming up next after this one here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And Earlham, the men's team, coming in off their big upset victory on Wednesday night against Transylvania. You know they're going to want to keep it going because if they lose this afternoon, that pretty much negates their victory over Transylvania earlier this week. Nonetheless, here the Lions looking for their first victory of the season in game number two of the Heartland Conference action for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. Dan Benjamin's crew has got a four-point lead, 33-29. We'll be back with second half action on Ultimate Sports Talk after these timeouts. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph University College basketball on ultimatesportstalk.com. We're at halftime of today's game, and you've been listening to the Minutemen Halftime Report. Minutemen staffing located in Cincinnati at 6600 Dixie Highway. The second half is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
1: Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy You feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus. Screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention.
0: Well, the Lions lead at 33-29 here at the half for Erlam. They will come out with Amy Wisner, Trinity McClendon, Kayla Bowling, Neela Trenshaw, and Maddie Cradell. Now they're not going to come out with that bunch. <laughs> they were slated to start those four, but they're not. White is out under the floor along with Tennant, Joseph. Trenshaw is going to start the second half along with Zoe Curtis. For the Lions, as Erlam has the basketball to open up the second half of action, they have got their original starting five. Scott is out onto the floor along with Markham, Haberthy, Jansen, and Huff. With it, Earlham going from left to right across the computer screen and Earlham working the basketball around the perimeter. They've got 10 on the shot clock. Driving the lane and putting it up from the left side of the lane is White and she put it up and in. Cameron White has got five in the ball game and it's a 33-31 Mount lead and then coming up the floor is Chloe Jansen and Jansen double dribbled with the basketball. So the turnover gives it right back to Earlham immediately. That is the ninth turnover of the night against the Lions. And now Erlem has a chance to either tie or take the lead with a three. With it is Trenshaw on the left-hand side to White. White, jab step to the right of the lane. Now back over to Trenshaw, down into the corner to Tennant. Tennant around a pick by Curtis, top of the key. It goes to Trenshaw, left wing White. White looking underneath goes top side. Two Tennant. Tennant's going to drive around a pick to the right of the lane. Put up the shot blocked out of the air by Huff. Pulled down off the floor by Markham. And Markham's going to hand it off on the left hand side to Jansen. Jansen's going to lead the break in front of the scorers table up the left side of the lane. Now gets it back out between the circles. Jansen with it on the right wing. It goes to Scott. Bounce pass to the right elbow to Huff, where she fumbles it away, but picks it back up and gets it back out inside the center circle. Now to Chloe Jansen. Jansen dribbles from the left side of the front court to the right side. Gets it back to Huff. Ball knocked free and knocked away and taken away by Erlem. Then the ball knocked away again and Huff got it back. Gets it back to Jansen. Right corner to Haberthy all alone for three. Missed it. Rebound Huff offensively left side of the lane and she'll be fouled by Joseph. Lions with a little pep in their step here to start this second half. They lead at 33-31. <laughs> Aaliyah Huff had only one rebound, and she immediately matched that just a minute into this third quarter. Putting it in play, Markham does out front to Haberthy on the right side to Scott, back underneath to Huff. Huff kicks it over in the right corner to Jansen. Jansen dribbles up to the right wing, picks up the dribble, and goes top side to Markham. Markham against the man-to-man, bounce pass to the right elbow to Huff. Huff is going to fake a handoff to Haberthy, now get it back into the left corner to Scott for the three. It's a line drive short, and it's pulled off the front iron by Tennant. Tennant will bring it up the other way, up the left sideline, into the front court, to the arc, to the baseline on the left side, now dribbles to the right side. Gets it back out front to Joseph. Joseph is going to shoot the long three. Got it. Kyra Joseph has got five in the ball game, and it's 34-33. Earlham takes the lead, and now we've got a violation called against Earlham for stepping over. The baseline when the Lions were trying to get the ball in. Second lead change of the ball game, and they both come with Erlem taking the lead. They lead it now 34-33, and Jansen throws it right into the hands of Wisner, who just came into the ball game. Dishes it off to White on the left hand side to Tenant, back out to Joseph, not a Weisner again. Weisner guarded by Haberthy. picks up her dribble to White left wing. White trying to. Dictate where people go on the offense. Gets it back down on the left-hand side. To Tennant up to the wing to the top of the key. Tennant now doing the same thing. Ten on the shot clock. Tennant crossover dribble to the left baseline. Throws up a five-foot floater off the glass and rim. Nope. Rebound tipped around. Comes down to Aaliyah Huff. She'll get the outlet up the floor to midcourt to Maddie Haberthy. Haberthy on the left-hand side with a right-hand dribble. Haberthy to the line. To the right side of the lane. Now backs it out to the three-point arc. Goes to Huff. Back over to Haberthy. top side. She'll drive right of the lane. Around Huff. Throw it up. No, but a foul will be called. And Maddie will go line right. Line left, excuse me, shooting two shots. And down underneath the bucket is... Joseph Kyra Joseph the senior with five points is down but she gets up and she's all right Looks like she banged knees with Haberthy on the way to the bucket So Joseph will leave the ball game and checking back in Is Trinity McClendon with those seven points Line left Haberthy she had 12 in the first half Puts that one up and it's good Maddie three away from her Points per game average of 16 she's got 13 Jansen's going to come in and replace Cameron McCool, who just came into the ball game on the lane. Aberthy the second one, got them both. Maddie with 14 in the ball game. Lions lead at 35 to 34. Into the front court comes Jansen. Here comes Wisner. Wisner tried to feed it underneath the Curtis, and the ball taken away by McCool. McCool with a right hand dribble feeds it off to Jansen between the circles into the front court. Jansen with it on the right side. Gets it off to McCool. Top of the key. Bounce pass left of the lane. It goes to Huff. Now back to McCool. McCool right wing. Three. Got it. Cameron McCool with ten. First second three. And it's 38-34. Lions by four. On the left-hand side, now top of the key, McClendon goes on the right wing to White, White to the free-throw line, jump pass left wing to Weiser. all alone three, around the rim, nope, and the rebound taken down by Jansen, put the ball on the floor, it was taken away by White, and she laid it up on the reverse layup, and good. White just picked Jansen's pocket, she's got seven, now the full-court pressure again, with the Lions a two-point lead, they get it back to the freshman Jansen, back to Haberthy, Haberthy will bring it across the front court. Haberthy with the left-hand dribble out between the circles. Maddie with the basketball dribbles from the right side to the left side of the front court. Dishes it off to Jansen. Now back to Haberthy left wing. Haberthy around a pick by Huff. Gives it back to Huff inside the lane. One dribble. Put it up. No, but she's fouled. Coming from the weak side to try to knock the ball away was McClendon, but she got too much of the arm on Huff, and Aaliyah will go line left. Rosie Newhart into the ballgame now, and so is Kayla Bowling for Earlham. Leaving the contest will be Zoe Curtis. And Cameron White is going to leave the contest also. So going line left will be Aaliyah Huff. She puts it up, and it's no good. Huff with two points in the ballgame. Came in shooting 40% from the strike. 5.50 to go in the third quarter. Lions lead it by two. 38-36. Second one by Huff. Good. Leah with three. And it's 39-36 Lions. Into the front court is Bowling. Gets it off to McClendon on the right wing. Weisner. Weisner around a pick by McClendon. Lions have fallen back into a 2-3 zone now. Inside to Newhart. Newhart puts it up and in it. She's fouled by Hoffman. Boy, Newhart has come off the bench and really been productive for Earlham this afternoon. She's got six and she'll look to tie the ball game up with this free throw. On Huff, that is her third foul of the ballgame, and Haley Scott's going to come in. Newhart hits the free throw. She's got seven, and she ties this ballgame up for the third time this afternoon. Huff has to leave with those three fouls, and checking in is Haley Scott at the post position. Putting it in play will be Jansen against the zone press. They get the ball inbounds to Markham. Now back to Jansen, and she'll break it easily behind the back bounce pass to the right elbow to Scott Scott feeds it over on the left hand side to Jansen Jansen kicks it over to Markham back to Jansen left of the lane she'll drive the lane gets it over in the left baseline to McCool McCool's going to drive inside lay it up won't go but she's knocked to the floor and a foul will be called on Earlham and that foul is going to be and it's going to be on McClendon that will be her second So Trinity McClendon picks up her second personal foul. That's the fourth foul here in this third quarter against Erlim. And going line left was McCool, and she missed the free throw. No good. McCool's got ten points, came in averaging six on two three-pointers here today. Second one by McCool, line left, put that one up around the rim, hung on the iron, won't go, and the rebound taken down by McClendon. She'll get it up the floor, into the front court to Tennant. Now to Wisner. Lobs a pass underneath to Newhart. Newhart all alone underneath. Put it up and in. Newhart's got nine, and Earlham has regained the lead at 41-39. to Into the front court comes Haberthy. Aberflee with the basketball between the circles around a pick set by Scott. Bounce pass on a back door to McCool. Got knocked free, but picked off by Scott. Back out right front to Jansen for three. Hit the side iron. Nope. And the rebound taken down in the baseline now in the left hand corner by Tennant. Tennant will bring it the other way for the Quakers. Up the left side into the front court. Tennant now gets it off to Joseph on the left-hand side, excuse me, McClendon gets it on the left-hand side to Wiseman, now down into the left corner to Tennant. Tennant looking over the defense of the Lions, which is man-to-man, top of the key, McClendon for three, got it to go! McClendon has got 10 in the ball game on three three-pointers and it's 44-39, Earlham's opened up, equaling their biggest lead of the afternoon of five. At 44-39, into the front court comes Haberthy. Haberthy, as we're halfway through, this third quarter of play. Gets it on the right-hand side to Scott. Tried to feed a bounce pass to Markham, and it was by her before she ever knew it was coming. And the turnover will give it back. Rachel Moody's back into the ball game, along with Jaleel Fair-Harris. Sitting down... Is going to be the entire Mount bench because it's going to be a timeout. Four minutes to go exactly here in this third quarter of play. Your score for the Harrington Center, it is Earlham 44, Mount St. Joseph 39 on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
3: At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions.
0: By the way, that technical foul in the second quarter called against Earlham was because number 50 Maddie Crodell was not in the book and the coach Shauna Watson had initialed the book that it was okay prior to the game. So Crodell number 50 came into play but was not jotted down into the book and that's what the technical foul was called. Of. In women's basketball this afternoon, so far, no score out of Transylvania and Anderson. Defiance is leading Rose Holman 37-30 with 50 seconds to go in the third quarter. And Bluffton and Franklin. Franklin on top of the Beavers. 14-8 to with 4.45 remaining to go in the first quarter. This afternoon, Hanover will be playing at Manchester. By the way, Ohio State has won over Penn State, 106-74. to That's a look at the college scores for this afternoon so far. After that media timeout, Erlim has the basketball and they get the basketball on a pump fake to Wisner. Wisner off to White. White's going to throw up a five-footer inside the lane. No. Newhart got the offensive rebound to McClendon. Put it up from the left-hand side. No. Newhart saved it in, but it goes right into the hands of Rachel Moody, who's double teamed. And then Jansen did what a point guard's supposed to do, and she came and got the ball. Jansen brings it up on the left-hand side to Harris. Harris at the left wing. She'll bring it back out between the circles and set up the offense for the Lions. They are down by 5, 44-39. Harris drives right in the lane, kicks it off into the right baseline to McCool. Couple of dribbles, back out front to Markham between the circles, 10 on the shot clock. Markham looks at the shot clock, goes around a pick by Haley Scar. Check out Rachel Moody, and Moody gets hit with the offensive foul on an illegal pick. On Moody, that is her first, and that's the second against the Lions as a team here in this third quarter. So Earlham gets it back, leading by five. Three minutes to go in the third quarter. With it, McClendon on the right-hand side. It goes to White, and a foul called on McClendon. This time on another illegal pick. That's been one of the points of emphasis that the officials have been told to watch for. And they have done it, at least in the men's game, a lot. Remember in the LaRoche men's game at the Marietta Tournament, an illegal pick called towards the end is what gave the Lions the victory in that one. So the illegal pick by McClendon gives the ball back to the Lions. With the basketball is Markham between the circles. 2.45 remaining to go in this third quarter of play. Moody, hands it off to Markham. Ten on the shot clock. Left-hand side. It goes to Jansen. Now back to Markham. Spins into the lane. Threw up a shot. Partially blocked and out of bounds. Six will be left on the shot clock. Maddie Haberthy is going to come back into the ballgame. She gets a short breather. And leaving is Jaleel Fairharris. 2.34 left to go in the third quarter. Lions down by five still. Inbounds pass made to mark him, and it goes to McCool laid it up and in and a nice cut to the basket by McCool she's got 12 in the ball game and it's 44-41 coming the other way as White and White was fouled on the way to the bucket by Chloe Jansen so Jansen picks up the foul that is the third against the Lions as a team and on Jansen that is her second 2.25 left to go in the third quarter, putting it in play, Tenant left of her own bucket, and does to Joseph out front. It goes to White, right of the circle, back over to Tenant. Tennant swings it over on the left hand side to McClendon, and McClendon is going to be bodied up by Rachel Moody and foul. Moody with those calves, just unable to keep up, and I think Erlem has recognized that on Moody. That is her second, and that's the fourth team foul against the line. Putting in a play, tenant on the left-hand side to Weisner. Weisner dribbles down left-hand side, kicks it back out front to White. White left of the lane, goes off the baseline, threw up a shot off the side of the backboard, and the rebound chased down by Rachel Moody. Moody gets it off into the front court to Jansen, who will press the action on the left wing. Markham, she's going to shoot the three. Got it! Markham had a chance to say, how do you do? Look at this. It's in the air, and it's going to go through. And we're knotted up at 44. 150 to go in this third quarter. In other words, she had all the time in the world. Weisner on the left hand side dribbles up top of the key, goes on the right wing to White. White looking underneath, goes on the right baseline now to Tennant, around a pick by Newhart, up to the top of the key to McClendon with a couple of dribbles, feeds it over to Tennant, right side. Right now, Earlham overloaded on the left-hand side. Goes over to Wisner. Wisner dribbles to the wing, kicks it off to Joseph, left baseline, air ball, pulled out of the air by Newhart, and a 30-second shot clock violation. Gives it back to the Mount Good defense by the Lions. That is the 15th turnover of the night against Earlham. Inbounds pass by Jansen. Hit the netting underneath the bucket in the backcourt. But that's not a violation unless it hits the back of the backcourt. And it was taken by Matt, Maddie Haberthy. And she brought it into the front court. Jansen in the left corner to Haberthy for the three. Missed it all. Rebound comes down to Joseph. Joseph clears it off into the front court, and it will come up the floor with Tennant. Tennant feeds over to Wisner, we're under a minute to go. Now to McClendon, McClendon kicks it off to Newhart underneath the bucket, lost the handle, left baseline Wisner from 5, got it. Wisner's got 10 in the ball game, and Erlem has regained the lead at 46-44. Inbounds pass made to Haberthy, back to Jansen. Jansen with 40 seconds to go in the third quarter. Jansen with it on the right side, gets it off to Haberthy, bounce pass left of the lane to Rachel Moody, where she's gutting it out here. Gets it off to Haberthy, Haberthy's going to drive right to the lane, land up and in. Maddie Haberthy with 16, Lions have knotted it up now at 46, 21 seconds to go in the third quarter. Between the circles, McClendon, now to White, White kicks it off to Wisner, shot clock off, 12 seconds to go in the quarter. With the basketball, left of the lane is McClendon. Hands it off to Wisner. Wisner over to White on the right side. Six seconds underneath to Newhart. Newhart underneath, lays it up and in. And that will be the end of the third quarter of play. Newhart has got 11. She did the drop step on Moody and got the bucket underneath to give Earlham the lead going into the fourth and final quarter of play. Your score here from the Harrington Center, it is Earlham 48. Mount St. Joseph, 46, on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisibly, tattoo removers. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Lions will have the basketball to open up this fourth and final quarter of regulation. 48-46, 48-46, Earlham on top of it. Lions come out with Markham, Haberthy, Jansen. McCool is into the ball game along with Moody, who's going to stay in, and the Lions have the basketball. Markham goes on the left-hand side to Moody. Moody with it, hands it off to Markham. Markham bounce pass on the left-hand side to Jansen. Jansen looks into the corner, now dribbles around a pick by Moody to the right of the lane, all the way to the hole, put it up and in. Jansen has got seven, and the Lions have tied things up at 48. Into the front court. Weisner out on the floor to McClendon. McClendon's gonna shoot the shot from 17 inside the arc. Got it. McClendon has got 12 and she gives Erlem the lead again at 48. Make it 50 to 48, excuse me. Jansen against the defense. Tenant on the floor along with Weisner. Trenshaw is out for Erlem right now. Newhart along with Weisner in the left baseline now the Lions have the basketball to Haberthy, Haberthy dribbled it off her knee but it's picked up in the corner by McCool and McCool was standing on the sideline no, check that, McClendon was standing on the sideline for Earlham when she reached in to grab the basketball coming into the ball game now for the Lions will be Aaliyah Huff with those three fouls Haley Scott, Rachel Moody's going to check out and so is Cameron McCool Lions will inbound it into the front court on the far side, and they do. And a lousy pass thrown in by the Lions, and a foul is going to be called on Wisner. So the Lions will luckily keep control of the basketball. Boy, Markham threw a lazy pass into Haberthy, and it got taken away, and the foul was luckily called, if you're a Mount fan. foul was on Wisner, her second and the first against Earlham as a team inbounds to Haberthy, Haberthy's going to drive the lane lay up, no and she's fouled on the way to the basket so Haberthy will go line left and that foul is called against Trinity McClendon, that will be her third second, fourth personal foul second against Earlham as a team and McClendon will have to sit down and coming in will be Cameron White, line left is Haberthy with 16 puts it up, good Maddie with 17. What's kept the Lions in this ballgame? Well, their free throw shooting. 16 of 20 for 78%. Second one by Haberthy. good again. Maddie's got 18 in the ballgame. Two over her season average. Trenshaw's out of the ballgame now. And Cameron White has checked in. 8.54 remaining. We're tied up at 50. Seventh time tonight we've been tied. 2 full court pressure put on by the Lions now to Wisner. Out top of the circle, it goes to Joseph. Joseph who's checked in. Gets it back over on the left hand side to Tennant. Now back to Wisner on the right wing. White White pump fake. Gets it back out front to Wisner now to Joseph. Left of the lane kicks it back out front to Tennant. Now top of the key to Wisner. She's going to shoot the three. Line drive at home. Wisner has 13 in the ball game. And Earlham has regained a three-point lead at 53-50, 8.15 to go in the ballgame. Bounce pass, Huff with the ball. Huff hands it off to Jansen, and a foul is going to be called, I believe, on the pick. And that will be called on Earlham, though. And that's on Cameron White. Shawna Watson wants an explanation. So does Cameron White, and the official said evidently she grabbed the jersey and pulled her in. So on Cameron White, that is her third personal foul in the third against Erlam as a team. With it on the left-hand side is Mackenzie Markham. Bounce pass to Huff. Ball taken away by Newhart. Newhart just reached in, slapped the ball away, and then chased it down near the timeline. She gets it off on the turnover. Up the floor to Tennant. Tennant. Looking underneath, now gets it off on the right wing to White, between the circles to Joseph, left wing Wisner. Wisner around a pick by Joseph, gets it on the right wing, now to White, underneath pass to Newhart, kicks it off to the left wing to an all alone Wisner for three, got it. Wisner's got 16, it's a six point Erlem lead. Inbounds pass, comes to Haverthy, it was knocked free by Wisner. But Haberthy got it, gets it back to Jansen, and she'll bring it up. Seven and a half left to go. All the way to the bucket, Jansen laid it up short. Just barely got it over the rim, and the rebound taken down by Erlem. Up the floor, Tennant into the front court. Tennet to the right wing. Tennant with the right-hand dribble. Looks underneath, now gets it back up front to Joseph. Left wing to Weisner, pump fake inside the arc. Now brings it back outside between the circles, and it goes over on the right-hand side to White. Cameron White deals it off. To Tennant, to the right wing, to the top of the key, on the left-hand side to Weiser underneath to Newhart, came to a jump stop, feeds it off to Tennant, put it up, no, but she's fouled by Huff. Boy, just a breakdown on the weak side of the defense by the Lions, and Tennant found the opening, and she'll go to the line and be rewarded with two free throws. Leaving the ballgame, Mackenzie Markham, and checking in is McCool. 6.55 to go, foul on Aaliyah Huff, that's her fourth. Line right, Tennant puts it up, and it's no good. Tennant came in shooting 37% from the stripe. She's got two points today. 6.55 to go. Second one by Tennet Hit the back iron. No! Rebound taken down by Aaliyah Huff. She'll get it off the hat to Jansen, and Jansen will bring it up. 6.45 remaining to go in the ball game. Second game coming up, the men's game. With it. Now is Jansen, had an open lane, to kicks it off to McCool. Left wing three, no good. Rebound knocked out of bounds. Last touch by Newhart, and it will stay with Mount St. Joseph. Boy, Rosie Newhart, she is undersized underneath. But boy, she battles down there for this Quakers team. 56-50, inbounds pass. Nice pass, inbounds to Scott. Kicks it back out to McCool, right back right of the lane two. Scott put it up on a away 12-footer. No good, and the rebound taken down by Cameron White. White will get it up the floor on the left-hand side to Wisner. Top of the key, Joseph. All alone, three. Nope. Rebound. Huff got her hands on it. Ball loose on the baseline, and there's going to be a timeout called on the rebound by Shauna Watson with 6.18 to go, and it will be a 30- your score was 618 remaining to go in the ballgame. It's Earlham 56, the Lions 50 on ultimatesportstalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen Staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Earlham shooting 44% from the field on 20 of 45, while the Lions, they have really cooled down. They're shooting 14 of 37. Eight more shots put up by Earlham in this ballgame. And the Lions shooting 38%. We said they had to shoot 35. Well, you didn't anticipate Earlham shooting 45%. 56-50, Lions down by six. Tennant will put it in play with 18 on the shot clock. And the inbounds pass made out front to Watson. Watson clears it over on the left-hand side, the right-hand side, excuse me, to White. Now back out front goes to White, around the horn to Tennant, around a pick by Joseph, down on the right-hand side. Tennant, stop and go dribble to the right side, and a hand-check foul will be called on Chloe Jansen. And that will be her third and the second against the Lions as a team with 6.03 remaining to go in the ballgame. Tennant will put it in play as the shot clock resets to 20. Tennant inbounds it. Out front to the right wing to Weisner. Clears it over on the left-hand side to Joseph. Now back to White. Left wing. Out front, Weisner, Top side. It goes back to Tennant. On the right wing, Joseph. Top of the key to White. On the left wing, Wisner. Around a pick by Joseph. Stops inside the arc. Back to Joseph. Left wing to Tennant. She'll put up the shot. Blocked out of bounds by Haberthy. Back to the Lions. Now the outside official is going to come in and talk to the underneath official and they're gonna give the ball back to Erlem but the shot clock had reset for whatever reason. Not sure why the shot clock had reset. The ball never even came close to the rim but now with one second to go, is gonna put the ball in play and they do to Weiser, Blocked out of the air by Huff and the shot clock violation gives it back to the Lions. 5.42 left to go in this one. And the Lions need to pick up some buckets here They've scored only four points in this fourth quarter. Inbound pass made to Maddie Haberthy, and she'll bring it up the right sideline. Behind the back dribble to the top of the key. Maddie with the basketball with the left-hand dribble. Looks over on the left-hand side, gets it off to Jansen. Now to Huff. Huff looking underneath. Back to Jansen. Jansen dribbles to the right wing. Bounce pass into the right corner. Now up to the wing near the sideline to McCool. Back out front to Jansen. Jansen crossover dribble. Left of the lane on the left baseline to Scott for three. Got it! Haley Scott has got five, her first three, and the lines are drawn to within three at 56-53. With it on the left-hand side, Wisner. Around a pick by Joseph to the top of the key. Wisner looked for the shot, but decided against it. Now gets it off on the right side to Cameron White. Down on the right baseline to Tennant. To the left wing, Weisner, Left corner, White. White with it at the left corner. Back out front, threw it right by Joseph. And it comes back and it gets into the hands of Tennant. Tennant chased it down near the timeline. Back to Weisner to the top of the key. She's going to force up a three off the glass and rim no good. And another shot clock violation. Ball hit the side of the looked like it hit the side of the rim, but it did not classify as a shot, according to the referees. So the turnover gives it back to the mount. 4.43 left to go. It's an official timeout on the floor. Your score. It's now erlem 56, the Lions 53 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process. Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, a quirk in the Heartland Conference schedule over the next week... Everybody pretty much started on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Well, everybody gets the week off. Next game scheduled in the Heartland Conference, are next Saturday, and we'll have that doubleheader for you next Saturday as Anderson comes to town. Game times will be at 2-4, and four, though, different from this week where they were 1-3. and three. On the scoreboard out of the Heartland Conference, women's side, defiance leads by 10 over rose Holman, 53-43. That game's under a minute to go. And Franklin is leading by 9 over Bluffton. 29-20 with 6.22 remaining in the first half. Later on at 5 this afternoon, Manchester will be hosting Hanover. In the Big 12 championship game this afternoon in college football, Oklahoma is leading by a score of 20-13 to over Baylor. That game, three minutes left to go in the third quarter of action. 56-53 here. That was an official timeout both teams. The Mount has two timeouts left and the Quakers three. Underneath pass Huff lays it up and in! Aliyah Huff has got five in the ballgame. Lions have drawn to within one at 56-55. With the top of the circle is Joseph. Gets it on the right-hand side to Wisner. Dribbles topside into the circle. Now back over to White left wing. White outside the arc to the left elbow to Joseph. Joseph kicks it off to Tennant. Down on the right wing to Weisner. Dribbles right in the lane. Back out top of the key to Tennant. Now on the left side, Joseph. Over to White. Sideline left. Dribbles up to the left of the circle. Now to Tennant. Right side it goes to Weisner Into the lane. Ball knocked free. Ball loose on the floor. It's going to be a jump ball. And it will go back to Erlum. And the shot clock will stay at 2. 3.57 left. In the ball game, 56-55, Erlem two on the shot clock. Inbounds pass. Weisner doesn't even realize it. Now she's going to have to force up a shot. It went, but the official said it won't go. She got rid of it too late. Third trip in a row that Erlem has had where they have had a shot clock violation. 3.55 left to go in the ball game. Lions down by a point, and Earlham's going to put on full court pressure all over the place. Markham will put it in play at three-quarter court on the far side. She inbounds the ball to Scott. Back to Markham, and she'll bring it across. Markham gets it off to Scott. Into the right corner to Haberthy. Back to Scott, right wing. Scott... Looking around, Shauna Watson, boy, she wants her defense to extend even further out. Scott's got the basketball, now to Haberthy. 13 on the shot clock. Haberthy, out near the scorer's table, near the timeline. Haberthy, right of the lane, to the right wing. Kicks it off in the right baseline to Scott for three, won't go. Rebound, take it down by the Lions cool, Underneath, pass to Huff, it up and in. Huff has got seven, and McCool made that happen. Lions have regained the lead at 57 to 56. Into the front court, White comes the other way. 3:10 to go in the ball game. White gets it off to Wisner. About now, back to White at the left wing. Top of the key, tenant. Tennant against the man-to-man on the right-hand side. Wisner. Weisner looking around the right side, now between the circles to Joseph, on the left wing to White, now to Tennant. Tennant dribbles up to the left elbow, top of the key, Weisner to the free throw line, back to Tennant. She'll throw it up for 12, won't go, rebound loose, taken down by Rosie Newhart, forces it up, no, rebound Newhart again. She kicks it back out to Weisner, and now to Joseph. Crossover dribble, Joseph pulls up from 12 in the lane, put it up, no good, rebound, Haverty Haberthy, crossover dribble, got it knocked away in the backboard, but she'll go back and pick it up and bring it across. Haberthy into the front court. She's going to take it all the way around. A pick by Huff. Puts it up. No, and a foul on Newhart. Boy, Haberthy saw the left side open up, and Huff came around to set a pick on Newhart, and the foul was called on Newhart. Zoe Curtis into the ballgame, along with Joseph for Earlham. Newhart will leave, and so will McClendon. Out of the ballgame also, Mackenzie Markham is checking into the ballgame is Jansen again, and going line left is Maddie Haberthy, and she puts it up and it's no good. Haberthy had hit eight in a row. She's got 18. 57-56 Lions. Second one by Haberthy. Missed them both! Rebound taken down by Tennant. Tennant will bring it up. 225 remaining to go in the ballgame. Gets it off top of the circle to Joseph. Now on the right wing to White. Now back on the left-hand side to Weisner Left corner to to Tennant. Tennant left of the lane. Lobs a pass on the right wing to White. Back out front. Tennant on the left baseline. Joseph from 16. Got it. Joseph with seven in the ball game. Erlem has regained the lead at 58 to 57. Inbounds pass. Jansen to McCool. McCool gets it back to Jansen and she'll bring it up across the timeline into the front court to the top of the key. Now spins it off to the left hand side. Gets it off the Huff. Kicks it off right corner to McCool. Now back right wing. To Jansen right of the lane to Huff back out to Jansen Jansen between the legs dribble starts to spin inside the lane fell down kept the dribble and Dan Benjamin when she fell down immediately called a timeout 141 left to go here at the Harrington Center Lions looking for their first win of the year and your score it's now the Quakers 58, the Lions 57 on ultimatesportstalk.com.
3: At Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions.
0: Well, Dan Benjamin is going to have one timeout left while the Quakers have three. One forty-one remaining coming up after this one. The men's basketball game between Earlham and the Lions men's team. Earlham coming in off of that big win that they had on Wednesday night against Transylvania. First time they've ever beat Transylvania in Hartland Conference action. Inbounds pass, Maddie Haberthy, long right wing three, no good and the rebound taken down by Earlham in the backcourt. They get it off the Tenant. Tennant up the floor, it goes over the head of Zoe Curtis but right into the hands of White in the right corner. She spins it back out front, gets it off the tenant. Tennant on the right side to Weisner, now back to Joseph. Now to Weisner, right of the circle for three. No good. Rebound comes out long and it's chased down by Cameron White. And the shot clock will stay at 15. With it on the left hand side. It goes to White. White back out front to Weisner. Weisner with a minute ten to go in the ball game. Now to Joseph on the left wing to White. White to the free throw line. Dumps it off underneath to Zoe Curtis. Found herself too far underneath. Gets it back to White from twelve. Put it up. No good. And the rebound taken down by the Lions. Getting it is Jansen. Jansen under a minute to go in the ballgame. Feeds it over the head of Haberth. He stepped, saved. They didn't bounce, though, to Huff. Left of the circle to Jansen for three. No. Rebound comes out long. Huff grabbed it. Ball loose on the floor. Lions get it back. McCool grabbed the basketball. And now the official signals the dead ball as the shot clock has got to be reset again. 58-57. Erland, 42.8. Remember last year's game here, Maddie Haberthy hitting the free-throw line jumper with no time on the clock to give the Lions the two-point win. That's about what this thing is shaping up to be right now. Jansen with it, gets it inbounds to McCool. Shot clock reset to 20. All the way, Haberthy drives the lane, put her up. No, she got knocked to the floor. No call this time. And now a timeout is going to be taken by Earlham on the rebound. Boy, oh boy. Haberthy got knocked to the floor, no call, and a timeout taken by Erlem on the rebound. 34.8 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, it's Erlem 58, the Lions 57 on ultimatesportstalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at ISI-PT.com. That's ISI-PT.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. I know. This one's been a fun one. Lions down by a point looking for their first win of the year. 58-57, 34.8 seconds to go in the ballgame. Oklahoma in college football action has taken a touchdown lead over Baylor, 20-13. to Cincinnati getting ready to kick things off against Memphis this afternoon at 3.30. Georgia playing LSU at 4 o'clock this afternoon in the SEC championship game. Virginia taking on Clemson in the ACC championship game at 7.30. And in the Big Ten championship game, Ohio State playing Wisconsin. That's at 8 o'clock tonight on Fox Hey, tomorrow, guess where I'll be? First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, watching the Bengals and the Browns play. That ought to be one of the most boring games of the year. 58-57, 34.8 seconds to go. Earlham trying to put the ball in play, and they can't find it in. And a timeout is going to be taken by Earlham because they couldn't get the ball in. So that will be their second Check that. They'll have one timeout left. Each team will be left with one timeout after all that happened. Lions, good defense. And Shawna Watson saw that Wisner could not get the ball in play, so she immediately went to the timeout. 58-57, Earlham. This is their first conference game of the season. Lions lost their first to Bluffton on Wednesday night. Earlham has a one-point lead with 34.8 seconds to go. Now Wisner just to the left of the Earlham bench right in front of us between the Earlham bench and the scorer's table on the near side. Wisner will inbound the basketball to Tennant. Tennant with 25 on the shot clock. Gets around a pick. And a foul will be called reaching in on Dalton. Dalton brought in just to foul. Carly Dalton will now did her job and now she will leave. So Dalton out, Huff in. Lions need to commit one more foul before they send Erlim to the line. Inbound pass made to Tennant and reaching in is Maddie Haberthy for the foul. So Haberthy, that'll be her second foul. And now Erlim will be going to the free throw line on the next foul. Checking in now, Kayla Bowling. Dan Benjamin said, let's foul. And he's pointing at Bowling. And now immediately he's going to send in Carly Dalton. So Dalton will come in for the Lions and leaving his Huff. Huff's got those four fouls. And Dalton is going to go over on Joseph and guard her. Pressure put all over the floor. is going to inbound the ball to Dalton. And an illegal screen called against Earlham. And Joseph says, how? That was away from the ball on an illegal screen. We said early in the ball game that that's one of the points of emphasis the officials have been asked to watch this year and Joseph got hit with it. That is her fourth personal foul of the evening and now the Lions are going to use their final timeout with 23.3 seconds to go. 58-57, Erlen by a point, 23.3 left in the ball game and boy, could it come down to a Haberthy jumper again? Last year, Haberthy, on a feed from Laney Studer, on the run, hit a runner near the top of the circle, and the Lions pulled out the victory, 59-57. to Boy, this thing is looking just about the same. 58-57 this time, with 23.3 seconds to go. Lions have no timeouts left. Earlham has got one. They come out with Joseph, Wisner, Tennant, White, and Curtis. Lions come out with Jansen, Haberthy, McCool, Scott, and Huff. Lions will have it in the front court on the far side. Jansen, the freshman, will put it in play. No timeouts for the Lions. She's got to get it inbounds. Jansen looking, looking. Inbounds the basketball to Scott. Back to Jansen, sideline right. Jansen with 20 seconds to go in the ballgame. Jansen looking to the right, to the left. Gets it off to Haberthy on the run, lays it up. It won't go. It was short. Rebound knocked loose on the baseline. Picked up by Earlham, and Erlem's going to take a timeout. Oh, Haberthy couldn't get it above the rim. With 10.7 seconds left to go, and Erlem will use a timeout, and we will also. Your score, Erlem has the basketball with 10.7 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Erlem 58, the Lions 57 here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, now the Lions have to go for a steal. They don't get that foul and then rebounds inbounds nobody's got a timeout left and they five-second violation called against Earl they couldn't get the ball inbounds they had no timeouts left and the Lions get it back with 10.7 seconds to go Huff is back into the ballgame Dalton will lead McCool is going to well now check it they were going to have McCool inbound the basketball now it will be Jansen no timeouts left for either team Jansen will put the ball in play right in front of us, just to the left, at three quarter court of the Erlem bench. She'll look, 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 get it to He's Stolen by Weiser, she'll lay it up, and it will go. 7.4, now it's a three point lead. Jansen the other way. Jansen has to stop. Top of the key jumper won't go. Rebound Erlem, and that's the ball game. Oh my, Weisner intercepted the pass inbounds, laid it up and in for her 18th point of the ball game, and Earlham comes away with the victory here this afternoon, 60 to 57 over the Mount St. Joseph Lions. We'll be back to wrap things up with game number one from the Harrington Center after these timeouts.
3: At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu. Slash admissions.
0: Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment, many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513 513- or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer.
1: At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics. Our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive Ink Analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results. Which means, if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, will continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee.
0: Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoA laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672.